Hello and welcome to this week's Cycling Industry News Podcast. I'm here this week with Dash Rides' Jamie Milroy. Um, we bring you this this episode in association with, with our partners at Zyro Fisher. Um, check out their website, the Zyro um, Fisher B2B. Um, and J- Jamie, could you just lead us in and tell us what's your background and how did you sort of come in to the cycling industry? Um. So, so my background is, I mean, going back to university, I was, I did economics um, and it was around 2008. So financial crisis, so quite an interesting time to do it. But then um, ended up joining PwC post university. Um, and I spent the best part of eight, eight years there, sort of hopping around all over the shop. Um, started in audit like many people do for their sins. Um, but then, yeah, got some great experience. Um but after about five years, I sort of realized um, it wasn't where I wanted to end, it, end up in terms of my career. So I managed to negotiate a, a six-month career break. And in that time, got to go and get involved with some really interesting startups. And sort of that was, that was it, really. I, I sort of knew from that moment on that I wanted to, to build my own thing. Um, so I went back to PwC after that break. Um, to sort of do the, the the last two years of my my eight year period there, um, and in that time I was sort of constantly looking out for, you know, what's the opportunity, what what am I passionate about, and um, I guess eighteen months into that that last two year period, I started looking at the the firm's, you know, travel expense budget, and how much the firm was spending on taxis and tube fares and. Uh, just this wasted time of moving over short distances. Um, and that's where I really started to think, right, well, there must be a better way of doing this. Um, and it was about the same time, actually, that, you know, you had the e-scooter businesses sort of um, thriving or, or launching in, in the US. So I sort of just thought, right, there, there must be a way of taking that sort of model and, and applying it to these sort of corporate environments um, to, to try and solve this sort of big problem of, of how how bad or inefficient people are moving over short distances. Um, and that was in the sort of beginning of 2019. Um, and since then we've, we've sort of evolved and pivoted as, as you do in a startup environment to, to come to, to what we are now, which is, you know, subscription e-bikes. Um, so I won't go through all the detail of, um, you know, how, how we got here, but yeah, now we're, we're a subscription e-bike company um, and the first to be compatible with the cycle to work scheme. Okay, that's interesting. So, um, were you a cyclist yourself, and and just sort of understood the inner city efficiency of the e-bike, or what was it? Um, perhaps you'd seen some some colleagues uh, getting to work a bit quicker than the, the rest of us in traffic. Yeah, so I mean, I, I wouldn't describe myself as an avid cyclist prior to to starting Dash. Um, I had a, a Brompton, which you know served me very very faithfully. Um, but the, the sort of thing that, that really appealed to me about e-bikes is the fact that, you know, because they, are, they have that little bit of assistance, you, you know, they, they appeal to a far wider de- demographic of people. Um, you know, when we're sort of starting a business, you're, you're always sort of told, right, try and keep your target audience as, as large as possible. Um, so I sort of thought, you know, e-bikes pretty good at that. You know, they appeal to the young because they're quite, you know, cool and they're the latest bit of tech. They appeal to the people who are slightly older, um, because, you know, they don't have to necessarily put as much energy in and, and you know, they don't have that same level of or that same need of fitness. So um, they just ticked a lot of boxes, to be honest. And I think, you know, as the last two years have progressed, 
they just continue to tick more and more boxes. Is there a typical customer so far? Um, yeah, I mean, so far we're, we're sort of tending to work with more of the SMEs just because of, um, I think they're the most underserved in terms of the cycle to work market. Um, I mean, I don't know what, what sort of experience you've had with, with cycle to work schemes, but, um, you know, from an employer's perspective, they are, they're, they're quite difficult. They can be quite difficult to administer. Um, and you know, the working capital requirements, you know, having to buy the bikes up front can be quite difficult. So, I mean, ha- have you, of interest ever bought a bike through cycle to work, Mark? Uh, I haven't actually. No, uh, that's what one of the, the perks of perhaps working in the trade. I've, uh, I've always had fairly easy access to bikes, but sure. I, you know, I know a, a lot of, um, a, a lot of people have, have made some good savings with the cycle to work scheme. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's put, um, a hell of a lot of people on bikes. So, um, Absolutely. um yeah. is, is one of the key strands into your business then. It's certainly something we, 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 you know, we try and take advantage of. I mean, cause it is a fantastic sort of initiative by the government. Um, and you know, anything we can do to make our bikes cheaper for our customers, uh, that, that's sort of our end goal really. I mean, we're actually the sort of long-term big audacious goal is to, to get the, the, the product to the point where our riders are actually paid to ride an e-bike. Um, we may never get there, but that's what we're sort of constantly striving for and, and looking for, you know, ways in which we can do that. Um, cause I think, you know, I hope you'd agree if we get it to the point where you get paid to ride a dash e-bike, uh, it becomes a bit of a no brainer. Yes, of course. Yeah. So is that, would that be on a pence per mile, um, basis? Um, so I, I, we haven't really got that far to be honest, in terms of like working out the final model, it's just constantly looking for ways of, it's more of an ethos. Yeah. Of constantly looking for how we can get the cost down, yeah. um, so yeah, it's a long-term ambition. I think we may never get there, but I think we can get quite close. Um, so yeah, we'll have to see how, how we progress. And if I'm a, a, a customer dealing with you at the moment, then what are the, the base costs of entry? What what um, what have I got to do to sort of sign up to the, the subscription and t- start taking advantage? Yeah, sure. So um, our, our e-bikes start at um, just under £20 a month. Um, which, you know, and that's for a bike, which is, uh, just slightly over a thousand pounds. Um, so, so quite significantly cheaper. Um, but the, the first step is that we need you to get your employer to sign up. Um, like any cycle to work scheme, it has to go through your employer and they need to be involved. So that, that's the first step. And then once your employer signs up through our, our platform, it takes them, you know, as little as 10 minutes to sign up. There's no cost to them doesn't require any working capital. Um, and then they can sort of roll out our, our platform to all their employees uh, and employees can go on choose a bike and it gets delivered to their door. So we're trying to make the whole thing as, as frictionless um, and, and, you know, um, seamless as possible, to be honest. And how are you getting the, the word out at the moment? If, uh, you know, if we, we, the objective is to sign up uh, employers, um, yeah. how, how are you getting the word out to people and employers that this service exists? Yeah, sure. So, uh, I mean, obviously things like this absolutely help, you know, talking to, to good people such as yourself. Um, but then it's, uh, you know, traditional sort of marketing skills. So, you know, some email marketing, going on LinkedIn, having conversation with people, um, Google search, um, we've got some, in, you know, tie-ups with some newspapers coming up and things like that. So it's, it's quite a wide range of, of approaches. Um, a lot of our business actually just comes through referrals. Um, so existing companies referring us on to, to other companies in their network. 
um, which is, you know, we take that as a, a fantastic sign that we're doing something right. Um, but yeah, look, like really wide range. I don't think we've got any one set funnel that we, um, we, we put all our eggs in one, you know, in that basket, so to speak. Yeah, of course. I, I did see um, that you've got quite a few high profile brands that you're working with. I saw from Glad you think so. Power. Um, there, there's there's commercial arrangement with with some of the brands. Then um, how is how is that progressing? Yeah, so I mean, uh, I can't talk about you know the detail on all of them, but um, I think what, what how we've always tried to position ourselves is that this is you know we're we're growing the market. We're appealing to a different audience than the the manufacturers and the traditional retailers appeal to. Um, and therefore, I think, you know, when once we sort of get them over the line on, on that sort of concept, uh, most are really supportive. I think um, that's something I can say for every, everyone I've met in the, um, the cycling world so far. Um, everyone is, you know, incredibly, um, you know, there's a really good level of camaraderie and, and everyone gets the, the, you know, this is something that is genuinely good for the the people and planet um so everyone's been super helpful which is when you're starting a business is in you know i cannot say how how much easier that it makes that it makes the whole process okay so um where, where are you operational at the moment is it is it nationwide or have you started in a, a sort of smaller radius to begin with yeah, sure. So we're we're currently um, really focusing on on London um, and some of the home counties. Um, that's just to to keep things you know controllable while we're sort of in this uh, growth phase that we're going through at the moment. We're we're pretty busy. We've actually had to turn off um, signups a few weeks ago just to to sort of catch up and cope with demand. Um, but yeah, so we're, we're trying to keep it really 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 local to London. Um, and, and the home counties uh, get it really smooth and slick. And then, um, yeah, the plan is for the, the rest of the year to sort of start opening up uh, to the, the wider south of England. Um, hopefully by 2022, uh, beginning of 2022, we'll sort of be up towards the Midlands. Um, so really, really good coverage of the UK. It sounds like business is good then. So so uh, let, let's talk a few numbers. Uh, you said you had to turn <laughs> off uh, subscriptions. It, the yep. growth rate is decent then in, in the number of people taking an interest? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're very happy with it. Um, I, won't, I won't give you specific numbers, but, um, but yeah, we, we've been really happy with it. We're, um, you know, we're signing up quite a few businesses every week. Um, we're about to launch our sort of next phase of our our online cycle to work platform, which we think uh, will be a significant step up in, in sort of user experience, both from the employer and employee perspective. So, um, you know, hopefully long may it continue. And I think, uh, you know, especially as people start to, or the, the agenda of, um, you know, returning to the office resurfaces, uh, I think, you know, we'll, we'll probably see another a spike in demand at, at that point as people consider um, you know, an e-bike to, to ha- get get back to work instead of public transport. Um, I mean, I don't know how 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 do you go, how do you currently sort of commute? Is the is the the bike your mode of transport choice or? Yeah, it is. Uh, I, I actually walk more than uh, than anything else at the moment, but right. mostly because we're not going that far um, as things cool. stand. But um, you know, under normal conditions, um, it is it is the bike. Uh, yeah, it, I, bike or, or an e-bike or. It, it's a bike at the moment. I'm, right. I'm coming into the e-bike <laughs> thing yeah. very, very quickly. Um, I, I've got my eye on an electric folder at the moment, which um, 
may or may not be my my first entry to actually owning yeah. a bike. Um, but I, sure. but I, I very much enjoy e-bikes. I've uh, ridden a fair few since uh, since they've really begun to develop in the market, and uh, and they. Nice. They're almost indistinguishable now, aren't they? Um, so yeah, I mean, you, you can get some which are. Sorry, go on. No, that's it. Just, just quite attractive bikes nowadays. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, good-looking bikes. But um, I think the the thing that's really come on, I think, in the last um, maybe two, three years, is just how smooth the the power application is. Um, I think when they first started, you know, getting introduced, it was a little bit jolty on some of the models. Um, but the, the sort of the latest m- models. You, you start to pedal and that power is just fed through really gradually so you don't get that um that sort of slightly you know scary experience i guess if you're a new rider of of the feeling as though the bike's being taken away from underneath you mm. um which i think is a really big you know good improvement i did see a section on your site speaking of di- different kinds of bikes um for yep. off-road is there a is is there a, a separate sort of side to the business here that's based less around the urban commute side and and more um, you know perhaps for people that are uh, participating in this bit of a staycation boom that I expect we'll be experiencing come spring? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. So um, so yeah, there's there's sort of two other sides to the business which we don't talk about as much to be honest, but they are you know they're equally as exciting. Um, one is the sort of fleet side. So that would be your, uh, in your example, the sort of staycation property owner or whatever, having a, a small fleet and, you know, to, depending on where those are, having a few more rugged bikes, if they're, especially if they're sort of, you know, nice little cottages or something, uh, um, that that's where they come into their element. But um, it can also be corporate fleets. Um, and then we've also got a sort of cargo bike fleet business, um, which helps to um, provide couriers or, um, you know, logistics firms with um, purpose-made uh, cargo bikes, you know, tailored to exactly what, what their specifications are. Um, I mean, going sticking with the rugged thing, I think we're 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 currently trying to expand the sort of range of bikes that we have under that category to get some, you know, some decent gravel bikes and um, mountain bikes in there. Um, you know, because while road bikes and commuter bikes are absolutely great. You know, if you have a, a gravel bike, there's nothing to stop you commuting on that. But then you've also got it at the weekends to, to you know, go off into the Surrey Hills or, or what, what what have you and um, get the most of it out there as well. Mm. The um, the cargo market is is um, picking up steam in the UK steadily. Is that reflected in what you've uh, seen or is that a, a, a part of your business that you're you're only just beginning to develop? Um, so it's probably a part of our business that we're, we're not focusing on as much at the moment in, in pushing just because we've got some, some really large, exciting things, which can't talk about too much, unfortunately, but, um, some, some existing projects that are underway. Um, I completely agree with you though, that, that, that space is absolutely booming. Um, as, as you know, businesses, I think there's a requirement now on businesses to, to look at, you know, how they do their deliveries and things like that, um, and make them green as possible um so that 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 industry is is really interesting and i think it's always interesting to see what people's definition of a cargo bike is i think sometimes people are too quick to jump to it needs to be a 400 liter two-ton carrying monster um to jump be a cargo bike um and don't consider some of the smaller options out there which you know a bit nimble or a bit more nimble bit a bit more agile but um i think as that, that sort of industry progresses and grows 
Um, I think people will get a lot more refined in terms of how they mix and match what cargo bikes they have in their range. Speaking of another uh, trending topic, I, I can see that you, you're saying to customers about, about the carbon offset that they would yeah. um you know generate by by essentially um hiring from you as opposed to yeah. uh to driving presumably let, let, let's talk about the sort of sustainability side of things um i, I can see that's part of um your your appeal here what what, what sure. um how do you communicate that to the customer yeah so uh i mean we've always been to going back to when I started Dash, I mean, sustainability was a, a really big part of, of sort of what the, working out what the value proposition was and what was, what was important to me as an individual, but then also, you know, working out how do we, how do we make whatever we do as sustainable as possible? Um, just cause I think that is, I think you're seeing already actually, you know, it, it's pretty paramount for businesses to get right now. Um, so what we do is, so we have a, a 400% carbon offset so you know whatever the the co2 emissions is from making the bikes getting to our customer and then their sort of lifespan um we we take that and we offset it by by 400 percent um and the re the reason we do that is because you know we're asking people to get on a bike and part of the reason we're asking as you astutely pointed out is you know because you do make that that sort of co2 saving from you know going from a bus or a true tube or your own car down to a bike um, there's quite a big mitigation there. So we thought it was really only fair that we do our bit to sort of match what our customers do. Um, so that's why we take that mitigation down to what, whatever an electric bike is. And we take it even further so that riding with us isn't carbon negative or isn't carbon neutral, it's carbon negative. Um, and we do that through some fantastic organizations, uh, one of which being uh, the Gorilla Organization, who is a charity out in Africa, uh, sort of, you know, protecting uh, some of our closest relatives in the, um, in terms of genetically, let's say it that way. Um, so yeah, so we do some really, really cool projects with those guys and, and others. Um, but, it, but yeah, it's a very big part of our business and our our reason for, for existing, to be honest. Mm -hmm. um, so let's um, touch quickly again on the the costs um i think i saw it as about 65p a day is that about average for um or if I, um, I might have misread that sorry is, is that no, so, so it's it's from 65p a day oh, which okay. is um if you if you gross that up to a monthly cost it's just under just under 20 pounds um that's the sort of starting starting price for our bikes okay. um so i think as i said I, you know that's for a bike which is about uh, just over a thousand pounds um, but some of the bikes that we've got within our, our range are sort of the touching the three thousand pound mark, so they are a little bit more expensive, um, but still much cheaper than if you were going to try and buy one, um, you know, even on a twelve month finance package. And what um, is included in the cost? I can see um, yeah. you you have a helmet included. Uh, are, yeah. there, are there any other bits and pieces? Yeah, absolutely. So. Um, so the helmet, I mean, one thing from the get-go as well as sustainability was health and safety of our, our riders. So, you know, every every bike comes with its a helmet and it's a premium brand helmet. Um, you get also a rider and third-party insurance policy that protects you. So if anything happens to you, God forbid, while you're riding a bike or you, you know, knock into someone else or someone else's property there, there's that insurance policy to, to keep you safe. Um, 
You also get the 400% carbon offset. Repairs and maintenance is included. So anything that goes wrong with the bike, we will um, come to you, fix it. Um, if we can't fix it, we'll replace the bike for you. Um, and then the last sort of thing is for employers who subsidize the cost of their bike for their employees. Um, if they do that beyond a certain threshold, then we will help, we'll brand the bikes in the employer's you know, corporate logo or however they wish. Um, a sort of a thank you and a mark of, you know, them contributing so much. Um, that's, that's optional. So some companies, you know, do subsidize and, and don't put their logo on it. Um, but some really like that to, to sort of demonstrate what they're doing for their employees and things. Um, from a company point of view then, um, I mean, that all sounds excellent, but, uh, the, the question many will be asking is, is there much paperwork involved as there sometimes can be? Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's something we've worked really hard on because I completely agree that, you know, paperwork is the, the enemy of everyone. Um, so, so we try to make our, our onboarding process as smooth and slick as possible. So, um, you know, it's, it's probably 30 clicks of a button and you have your very own, uh, dual branded cycle to work platform that you can offer, offer to your, your employees. And that is the last bit of paperwork you ever need to do with us other than approve, uh, employee subscription requests as, and when they, they pop up. Um, but yeah, we, we're constantly looking for how we can make this easier on employers because the easier you make it on employers, the more of them that will offer the cycle to work scheme to their employees and the more of those there are cycling um you know that's that's only a good thing for everyone involved which i hope you agree with as a, a cycler, yep, cyclist itself yeah okay um is there anything else that you would like to add oh i mean anyone who's listening and um would love to get on an e-bike for 20 pounds you know don't be a stranger uh we're, come come find us on www.rides.com um you know, myself or the team would love to chat to you and um, especially your employer and see if we can get you on um, on an e-bike uh, in 2021. Thank you, Jamie. Um, you've, you've given us the A to Z of Dash Rides there. Um, that was this week's Cycling Industry News podcast in association with Zyro Fisher. Um, thank you for listening.